another dart me podcast we are finally back sports are back so we're back you know it's a long layoff first time jumping on since april 24th uh for our sports pet beeves draft that was what we did last time april 24th joined here today with live line luke guy my friend and bj how's it going boys we're back yeah we are back <laughs> yeah we're back so that's good been- it does feel good. Finally, some sports to bet on, everything like that. All right, so uh, any opening thoughts for anybody? Uh, I don't know. I don't really have anything specifically. i just happy happy to be watching uh, baseball once again. And then um, I would just say we're not really through. You know, we're not, we're not really out of everything yet. We're not, we're not fully back. No, we're um, not. But we got some. We got we have something. Um, we'll we'll discuss football a little bit, uh, probably on our next pod. But football's not looking too great. But we got baseball back for the time being, and I'm gonna enjoy it as long as we have it. And I don't know. Happy to be back. Feels good to have something on TV to watch again. Oh yeah, yeah. Because I was. I mean, you know, we talked we talked last time in the sports pet peeves and. They're pumping out the Warzone content, and then I still had yet to be on Warzone. And since that day, I got the Xbox probably, or not the Xbox, the PS4, you know, late April, maybe beginning of May, and I have a full-on COD addiction again. I mean, it's full-on. Got racked up 26 dubs in that time period. I mean, I had 11 days and 15 hours logged in about 100 days, so that equates to about Two hours and forty-five minutes per day. Is that bad? No, no, <laughs> no. It did give me. Pretty got pretty bad during quarantine. I will say. <laughs> the darting regiment was hot, though. You're still holding down a full-time job. You know, bring home the bacon. Right. How you should spend your time at home, I guess. I mean, it speaks is, to my uh, addiction. I think it speaks to my addiction too, because I my connection is balls, but I still. I'm a psychopath and <laughs> play it as often as I do. But uh, yeah. anyway, we can get into some sports talk now, finally. I mean, want to hit on the NBA first. Any thoughts with the bubble and the situation going on there? I mean, I'm, I don't have much except the Bucks talk. Um, so I, you want to get started with that? Sure. Let's talk Bucks. Well, they did clinch as they, they clinched the one seed. So that won't end up ending in. Bucks heartbreak at all. I mean, they got the one seed. Um, won't end up, you know, end up yeah. in a big heartbreak, like I said. But right, at least we have that to look forward to. The bad thing, well, see, this is what sucks with the Bucks, though. See, I know the coronavirus fucked everything up, but the Bucks going like if the full season played out like regular, they have home court. Now they don't have home court. It's in the bubble. Um, Giannis 
was playing like 30 minutes a game, but now everybody had like a two month layoff, so they're all rested. Whereas like the other teams would have had a bunch of their star players to log in a bunch of minutes and Giannis would be fresher than everybody else and they would have the home court. But now it's just like even playing field um, back in the bubble. And the Bucks have not playing been playing that well in the bubble. I mean, they haven't really had much to play for in a couple of games and you secure the one seed, but it's just um, not good the situation it is, especially for the Bucks. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned all that thing. Just, yeah, we're not totally all the way back because, yeah, we're playing in a bubble. Right. It's really weird. Like, you're... I'm watching games here and there, and it just like it. It feels like just a pickup game vibe. Yeah. Um, even more so. I mean, I guess you. I mean, it's been all. It's not like the the Great Depression era where like kids would go play stickball, but like you don't really have a Great Depression. Or I sorry, you don't have like a pickup vibe from a baseball game. Nobody really gets eighteen kids together to play a pickup ball game with no mm-hmm. crowd in the stands. But the the basketball games are very like very pickup game vibe uh especially when like big shots are hit and you hear like almost mm-hmm. nothing and yeah. uh, uh you, you can hear the bench going wild but uh mm-hmm. it's really odd where you know the crowd should be going off but yeah like you said i don't know the bucks i don't know if it's not they're not playing well or they're just not really caring yeah that's what at this point like they clinched they lost to the nets which yeah they was were horrible but i don't know then, then they were down to the heat by 23 and ended up winning by 14. And it was like, oh, yeah, we can do that once in a while, too. So, I don't know. Well, BJ, that, what you got? Oh, sorry, sorry. It was, I don't know. The, the whole NBA thing going back in the bubble, it's just, I mean, I'm not really that worried about the Bucks. I think they're going to be all right. I mean, like, you have your whole situation with – like Giannis wasn't playing as much and stuff and that can hurt them, but they're going to make, they're going to be in the conference finals with they're that's probably going to like, that's a BJ guarantee. I'm just finals. saying they'd have to really choke something away to not be there. Like, well, the Raptors are pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. But aren't the Raptors going to be the two seed? Yeah, I'd imagine. But Celtics too, bro. They played the Celtics. The Celtics Boston. went to overtime with them. <laughs> Indy went to the home court, bro. That's the the big part of it. I don't know. NBA yeah, home I court seems so. to matter a the bunch, home- which I don't get. But it seems to matter a lot. And, like, that's a big factor because they played the Celtics. They went to OT. Like, I mean, they're a good team. But, like, I feel like the home court is a big aspect to what – to your BJ guarantee. Like, it's a lot <laughs> yeah. thinner now. Air for margin. And by the way, Eve, that Nets game, the Bucks lost outright. They were 18 and a half point favorites. Like, that's the other thing I don't understand with the bubble. These freaking betting lines. Like, today or tonight, um, they were five point favorites against um, the Raptors. And they had Ursan Ilyasova, DJ Wilson, and Kyle Korver on the court playing like well, the final minutes in the fourth quarter. Well, the lines are all just skewed and stuff because, well, like the Nets game, for example, they had. Their starting lineup, like everyone was playing, all the Bucks guys were playing. There were none of the Nets guys in. Like their entire starting lineup was out, and basically, like their top top two or three guys off the bench were all out. They were facing a G League team. Yeah. Well, yeah. the Bucks were limiting. The Bucks ended up limiting Giannis and Middleton. They never even played in the second half. So I mean, if if the line. 
like the if Vegas knew that that was going to be the move the Bucks were going to make, the line would have been probably a ten point difference. Yeah, probably Vegas. Well, but they have no clue what's going to happen, so it's all yeah. just yeah. Well, it's, it's weird too. Like the NBA did this um, for seating, and they they made weird rules. I'm like, I mean, what online and Twitter and like everybody's saying is like a meme out of it. Like it's just get Zion in the playoffs, and like I think that actually might be legit. Actually, yeah. they wanted to get Zion in the playoffs, and the funny thing about it was Zion came back and he's limited. It's like, well, there you go. And they are not Nobody, no, and it doesn't make sense. Like the Lakers are putting out scrub squads. Like the Bucks are putting out scrub squads. Like nobody has anything to play for, hardly, except like the, the final seat, the last seeds. And like I don't know, I heard Cousin Sal um, say he's like a he's a pro. He's like if they're I don't know if this is going to be successful or not. He's like if I see a team the underdog at five points or more, I'm going to take the underdog. Like these teams don't have anything to play for. Why'd I? I'm just going to take the underdog. 18 and a half points, dude. You know, in the bubble. Like, that's. Well, I, th- I think that's the move. I mean, because it, like, look at the Phoenix Suns. Phoenix Suns, they're going out there and they're, what are they, 5, five and 0, oh, 6 and 0 oh right now in the bubble? Mm-hmm. The Suns. Yeah. Because. Rhino's Booker. Yeah. Devin Booker. That's Rhino's guy. Yeah, don't poke the bear. Don't poke the bear, Booker. No, also eat, like. It kind of like your your our guy, my friend. Your Bucks experiment had was up five units on the money line and spread before the bubble hit. Now the bubbles hit, and after the loss to the Raptors tonight, you're down one point nine units. Like that took a hit. You like if it kept on rolling, you'd probably be like still the money. But uh-huh. like they have not been playing well. Slash playing their starters are playing all out, which maybe you'd see That's the in season two when they have the lock for the one seed. But like this is ridiculous, man. I Giannis, Giannis also was out tonight because he had mouth surgery. What was that? Wisdom teeth? I don't know. He had oral. <laughs> he had oral surgery. <laughs> I don't know. Shit. All right, all right. Fix the tooth or something, but he was out. All right. Um. Yeah, I think they're going to be okay. PJ guaranteeing the conference finals. That's the Celtics. Seem to have our number. The Raptors yep. clearly wax us in the, the Celtics finals scared. last year. So yeah. I'm scared. The Celtics scared me. I think, the, yeah, we should make it there. The 76ers kind of scared me before Simmons went down. Um, because, like, Horford, traditionally, like, like he shut yeah. down Giannis. And Embiid is tall. He might be, like, y'all are Europeans on Embiid. I don't think he's... I think he's just hyped a bunch. Like he, he can. He's good when he wants to be. It seems like, and when he doesn't want to play, then he's not that good. But like they had like tall, tall ass guys, and um, like if Horford owned Giannis, dude, he owned. Oh, Horford, when he steps on the court against Milwaukee, he is wearing blaze orange. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one, DJ. He's hunting the box. That's a good one, DJ. I love. He's he's, he's dominant. Dude, he is against the Bucks, I, and I don't get it. I don't um, have anything else on the bubble because um, I just was tuning in the Bucks. I know Dame time. TJ Warren though, he's the, the lead bubble score was the other point too. You put up a couple fifty breakers. Um, Dame time going off because they're actually playing for something. So that's the bubble talk. I think all summed up. Uh, uh, yeah, and your boy Zion is Zion is eliminated. 
Yeah. So it's always for not. I love the system they have. I love the system they have going with it too. They haven't had a single positive test for COVID. I mean, yeah, you can compare and contrast them in the, and uh, MLB, but I just don't think you're, I don't know, man. I don't know. Well, let's, I guess, how do you get guys to just stay in a bubble? And, and hockey's doing it too, too. So Right. And hockey's in Toronto. It's working, but. Yeah. Hockey's in Toronto where Canada had a lot, was like, had. Yeah, but isn't there a bubble in Edmonton too? Yeah. yeah Edmonton, Aren't there two Toronto. bubbles? Yeah. Yeah. But like. Double we bubble. Can, we can. <laughs> double bubble. We can compare and contrast like the MLB. Like, the MLB wanted. I mean, I don't think the players' union would have gone for the bubble, right? Is that what it came down yeah. to, Luke? I don't even know. I don't know. I, I don't know. Sorry, boys. I uh, I muted my my mic for the NBA discussion just because I didn't really yeah. feel like I had a lot of insight to provide the group with, um, other than my one Pacers bet that Rhino. That was money. Really liked, and they went outright at a plus six margin. So I appreciated that. Um, yeah. So essentially, what I got out of the conversation was because they were starting the season at this, because they they had not started the season. While the bubble sounds good in theory, the players' union would have never agreed to it because their whole gripe was, "We don't want to be away from our families." Right. Um, for this whole ordeal. So, I mean, obviously that's looking back, we might say, you know, if the MLB season doesn't make it through the entire season, we might look back and say, Hey, major league baseball screwed up and they should have done a bubble. But at the end of the day, I don't think it ever would have been realistic because the players union would have had to have agreed to it. And they would have never done that because it seems like the owners and the players association can't agree on anything. Um, so I don't know if we had the, if let's put it this way, they could have done a bubble in major league baseball. However, I do not believe that there would be, or I guess I should say, I think a lot of players would have opted out. Yeah. Even more. Right. I just think that would have been right. the case and it wouldn't have been a very, I mean, to this point, it's been pretty straight up. I mean, you've had a couple names. I mean, Kane opted out, obviously Nick Markakis for the Braves opted out and then opted back in Hit a walk-off mm-hmm. bomb the other night. Um, but mm-hmm. there hasn't really been that many players that have impacted the game by opting out. Lorenzo Cain's probably one of the bigger names. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, just yeah. today, actually, some other news was Strowman just opted out to um, – he didn't pitch it all this year, or this year because of, like, an injury that he called. Like, on Twitter, he said – Super minor setback. I'll be back. Like it's no big deal. And then all of a sudden, a week later, he's like, "I'm gonna opt out." And I don't know. Like that's all fine and good. Like maybe because he realized people around the league weren't taking it seriously, which get like the Marlins clearly didn't at the start. Cardinals clearly didn't. He's like, "Oh shit!" Like people aren't taking this as seriously as maybe I would, and maybe that's why he opted out then. And his his line of thinking changed when the Cardinals like have literally played five games. And you have teams in the NL Central, like the Pirates playing 16. And now, like, maybe that's what he's looking at and be like, well, some people aren't taking this as seriously as, as maybe they should, or I hope they would. And I'm just going to opt out and say, fuck it. And plus, we're the Mets and we stink. And we didn't get off to start that. Everybody thought we would, which is just a joke. It's the same Mets every year. 
I mean, a couple factors. Obviously, Mets. This is just classic Mets. The only other thing I can think of in regards to Stroman is that he is uh, – I don't know. Maybe I'm actually wrong. Um, but I, he, I believe he's uh, – maybe he's not. I don't know. He played for Toronto, obviously. But was is he a Canadian dude? I'm not, not entirely certain. I'm not – yeah, I don't, I don't know. So. But maybe – I don't know if his family – I don't know how that all – that whole dynamic plays out. But obviously it's been interesting how, you know, with the Blue Jays – in the league, yeah. how they're, I think they're playing their games at in Pittsburgh. So I don't know how that all right. played out. I don't know if he's from Canada. He could be. He could not be. I'm not sure. But that could be a factor, too, if he is. Um, from New York. He is from New York? Yep. Well, then that's kind of weird. Uh, but it's classic Mets, then. I don't know. Um, he's going to be a free agent at the end of the year. And it's that could be a factor. I'm not sure if maybe he doesn't want to stay with the Mets. Yeah, that's... That's true. Yeah. I don't know. He's going to be a free agent. He's unlikely to resign with the Mets after the season. So there's a lot of different factors at play. The thing with the thing with anything is like it's how much you can trust the reporting on stuff because it's just how much people, how much players are actually telling the reporters in the interview to actually get a realistic. They could they could, any player could say, I guess probably come up with some realistic reason to opt out and still get a prorated salary mm-hmm. and not tell you the real reason why they're opting out. Like people could be doing this for their own personal interests and they're obviously not going to tell a reporter like, Hey, I'm doing this for this reason. They're just going to say, Hey, I'm opting out because I don't feel safe because of this, this, this. So mm-hmm. it's just tough to tell what is real and what's not in regards to that. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, Cespedes is the only one who opted out. I mean, that was, that was something like he, they said it originally said COVID reasons, but then people like rumors came out that he's unhappy uh, with the contract situation because his money got reduced after the wild boar incident on his ranch. It's like, dude, um, why are you so upset about money? You literally, like, I wrote this down. He played 316 games in five years for the Mets. Like, that's not good. That's 63 games a season. That's not good. And, like, he's complaining about money now. What it seems like a rumor to be complaining about money. Like, again, I don't want to fucking put him in a negative light here. Like, he could have legitimately like, quit because of the COVID reasons. But, like, he didn't tell anybody. Um, it was rumored that he's mad at management or whatever. Like, he, they, he didn't show up to the ballpark. And then they went back to his hotel. His bags were gone. Dude, this again, is classic freaking match, It's man. classic mess situation. Classic suspicious. And not to mention, I thought it was hilarious because I listened to a lot of MLB radio and they were saying, like, Cespedes is locked in and he's going to be a huge contributor for the Mets. And I'm laughing, like, really? We're we're banking on this guy? We're banking yeah. on Cespedes? Yes. Really? And the, guy got, yeah, the guy who got injured at his ranch <laughs> doing wild boar stuff. Like, I don't know. That's your union trust. And, like, yeah, they were saying it all – like – a Met, if you're a Mets believer, why? What have they shown you? DeGrom, that's all they got. It's like kind of people like believing in the Browns. Like, I'm not going to hop on the hype train until they actually prove to me they're going to like win. Like, honestly. It's not a good yeah, – I'm not going to put my eggs in that the Mets basket, dude. No. Yeah, when, they get, when they get healthy, though. When they get healthy, yeah, yeah, when that rotation, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. When that rotation gets healthy, they're going to be 
They're going to be tough. All right. Okay. We, uh, um, did we want to do who he played for? Or are we done with the NBA? I don't have we, a. I don't have a guy. You don't have a guy. I don't have a guy. We, we should get. We should get that out of the way. I mean, someone can just literally pick a guy, um, and I'll mm-hmm. probably get it wrong. So it, I just need the stats. I really, I really thrive on height, oh, yeah. height, height, weight, college. Uh, college. I, that really, really benefits me. Oh, I'm just trying to think of people that we haven't done. Wow, Ty. Let's think. I believe I went three for three back in April. I don't. I don't remember who we've done. Yeah, Luke was hot for a while. Uh, let me. For one day, it's hot for one. Yeah. Week. One day. That's all it takes, really. Yeah, I did improve um, my average. I think I'm four for twelve now. So, <laughs> I seriously don't have a player, man. I think okay. Um, hold on. While Ethan's looking up a player, I will give a shout out uh, to uh, hometown native Tomcat, um, who got the call up to the to the big leagues as an umpire. Uh, Tomcat stood up in my wedding. Um, is a very close friend of a lot of uh, members of the pod. Um, I've talked to him quite a bit while he's been he's he's in Texas right now. I'm actually watching him right now. He got he got brought back for another series. So he did his first series. Um, I watched all the games after the fact, and now he's back with uh, the Rangers for this uh, either two or three game set with Seattle. And then he goes to Colorado for uh, the weekend series there. Um, but pretty cool. Uh, they gave him some, some nice, uh, a nice shout out on, on TV. Um, just congratulating him getting called up, saying it was unfortunate that his that his parents and whatnot couldn't be there. Um, the plan is to get him to get him on the pod um, at some point, whether it's the next pod we do or the one after that. Just to I don't know, just to ask him questions. I think he's probably got some uh, pretty good stories. The first game that he did, I watched, and he's like he's like two feet from Trout, and then making calls on pools. It's like it's just crazy. Like 10 years ago, I'm on the same baseball field, you know, guy, my friend and myself are on the same baseball yeah. baseball field as the guy. And now he's sitting on the same field as Mike Trout and Pujols. And so pretty cool. Um, shout out to him. We'll, yeah. we'll try and get him on the pod here. I think, I think it'd be pretty interesting to uh, ask him some, some questions without getting too personal. I don't want him to, uh, I don't want him to, uh, come on to a podcast that involves gambling and then ask him questions that might get him in trouble uh, in regards to (laughs) a gambling podcast. But uh, hopefully we can get him on here. If not, I'll hopefully at least be able to give a story or two that he, that he said uh, with some of his interactions with some of these guys, because I know the the players and the, and the umpires interact more than I think most casual fans understand. They, they know each other on a first name basis you know, they're, they're saying, Hey, mm-hmm. come on, come on, come on, man. Like can't call that on me. So they're, yeah. they're, they're communicating at all times. So it'll be pretty interesting. Shout out to him. Congrats. And it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Let's get one thing straight. Dart me podcast is a podcast of integrity. We're a group of integrity. We would never interfere. We play by the rules. Let's say that we're not going to, uh, I want to say this, Ty, Ty, I want to say this. That's, that's obviously understood, but at the same time, um, 
I think it, it goes the other way more than it goes the way that you just stated it in regards to Tomcat is an umpire of integrity. I Yes. Yeah, oh, yeah absolutely. Like, like, I'm just saying we wouldn't put him in that situation. Obviously, we'd never put him in that spot, but if we did, he would probably log off immediately and say, hey. Right. <laughs> what this the never hell? makes air. Yeah. What the hell, dude? Uh, so, um, no, kudos to him and pretty pretty awesome to uh, – to see him up there in the big leagues. He's been, he's been at this for a long time. Um, starting from rookie ball and working his way up and. Oh yeah. Uh, so, um, pretty cool. Andy, Andy usually, uh, he usually has some pretty good stories from, you know, guys on minor league rehab assignments. So now like he umped, uh, he umped Aaron judge back in the day and had some pretty good judge stories and stuff like that. But now, yeah. Now he's in the big show. I just wish it was under different circumstances, but he texted me and said it was the greatest night of his life and that, uh, you know, it didn't really matter to him. It's just pretty awesome. So, Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, like you said, he's been at it for a long time, and, you know, he was always on the edge of, like, uh, you know, it's going to take some pretty – I won't say drastic, but you know, the things are going to have to fall in place for me to actually make to the show. And there were periods where he's like, yeah, I don't know if I'll ever make it. And, but he just kept sticking with it and he kept doing a really good job and, you know, you just wait for the right, right opportunity. And he kept hanging around and I mean, it's paying off now. So that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I I do have a player. But yeah, let's oh, I also have a player. I also have a player. Oh, we're back. I got not, two, not uh, sure if they've, if he's been done yet, but BJ, I'm going to tell you right now, if he's been used, there's still, uh, it, it wouldn't matter. All right. It's not like I got it locked up in the, in the yeah. bank up here. Like I, I was, wasn't sure. wasn't sure if you've been writing it down. Mm-mm. All right. He doesn't care about the NBA that much. Um, my player is a six foot one guard point guard, um, 175 pounds, He's 35 years old um, and attended Wake Forest University, um, which is in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. And he's a hometown boy. He was born and raised. I don't know about raised, but he was born in Winston-Salem, excuse me, North Carolina. Six foot one, 175 pounds. Uh, 35 years old. So he's, you know, he's in the twilight of his career at this point. Um, out of Wake Forest. That's my player. Who he played for? Well, you got to give him the name. I need the namey. Oh, sorry. Ah, <laughs> uh, I thought we were, yeah, I'm, I lost it. Okay. Let's do this again. Okay. Chris Paul. My player is Chris Paul. Out of Winston Salem, North Carolina, attended Wake Forest University. Six foot one, one hundred seventy-five pounds, point guard, thirty-five years old. Chris Paul. Think, and this is—I don't know. I'm just going top of my head because I don't have anything else to go. I know who he is. Um, yeah. I believe. Well, I'm going to do this now, and then I'm going to be wrong. I believe he played for. Um, I believe he played for uh, L.A. The he either plays or he played for the Clippers. But the first thing that popped into my mind is the Charlotte Hornets. 
And that's my that's my guess. Um, so you are correct that he played for both of those teams. Actually, he started his career with the New Orleans Hornets, two thousand five okay. to two thousand eleven. Kind of put them back on the map. Uh, they are now the New Orleans Pelicans, and uh, there is the Charlotte uh, Hornets, right? Yeah, yeah. They're, the they're not the Bobcats anymore. Sorry. <laughs> um, but then, yes, from two thousand eleven to two thousand seventeen. Uh, he played in Los Angeles for the Clippers. They were Lob City. Him and, him and another player that maybe we can use at some point. Mm-hmm. So and, and then, well, he plays for the Thunder now, Luke. Now he uh, plays for the Oklahoma City Thunder. And Sorry. he played for the Rockets prior to that. So I feel like my guesses are always educated, but at the same time, it's just like I heard once upon a time that he played for this yeah. team or that team, and then it just sticks in my head, and I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't watch any NBA. I don't watch highlights. I don't know anything about it. I don't even know who's good, who's bad. He's a big State Farm guy. You see him on the commercials. Yeah, he's all over State Oh, he's, yeah, he's the one that the guy tries to imitate him. Funny yep. commercials. Mm-hmm. Funny commercials. Yep. Um, all right. Well, I'll chalk that up as a, a loss, and I'll come back next week. Probably close. ready to rock. Yeah, that was close. I'll say that. All right then. All right then. All right then. Where do you want to take? In. Where do you want to take it next? More MLB stuff. I mean, we have a lot of MLB. To, we have a lot of MLB. I mean, yeah, we can just we can jump That's around. Um, like I don't know. I guess. Okay, wasn't it weird? I guess this can correlate into the bj turb bet that we had lined up i mean we tweeted a while ago that um we tweeted in 2018 or 2019 if the brewers make the playoffs in the next two years turb pays bj um but if they don't bj pays turb um and what was the value what was the amount of money bj with that you're muted, well, we don't even we don't even have to say the amount of money. We can just say what the odds were. So basically, right? Oh yeah, I think it was two to one, two to one yeah. or four, to, two and a half to one. Okay, which so is one? Five. Yeah, it was two and a half to one. Yeah, right. Yeah, it would be five yeah. to two. Fifty. To, it would be fifty bucks versus two hundred bucks. Correct. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're just you're airing out the dirty laundry here, Ty. No, but that wasn't. I mean, no, I'm saying like yeah, that was posted though. That was posted I'm, to put it in perspective. Yes, it, that's those were the odds. So um, mega right. units. I'm talking mega units in my units. Now I'm kind of doubting myself. So the units. Yeah, mega units. Uh, well, but then, yeah. So I guess no that so because the and the MLB changed their playoff structure in like an hour before first pitch of the Nationals game. Like literally an hour, they said, "Okay, that was a joke." BJ, you're a little quiet, but yeah, I mean, because what was it? Eight teams made the playoffs. Now it's what? Sixteen, isn't it? Sixteen. Okay. All right. Over over half the league, like the NBA. Right, and I mean that typically. Yeah. So so do you want to hash out the details of the better should that be done with at a later time? Or should we figure it out later? Oh, PJ, what do you, what do you, what do you want to, like, what do you think is fair? I think what is fair is, yeah, it's a different playoff structure, but if you want to keep it the same as what the prior year was, like what, what it was supposed to be and what it should be next year, 
just follow the standings and keep track of what teams would normally be the top five from each conference or, or oh. each league. Okay. So like in, in a normal okay. year, the teams that would be the top five. Right. Per, one of the top five. You'd I mean, I'm going to tell you right now, BJ, that's, in my opinion, that would be very gracious of you. Yeah. Just because I was originally on the other side of the, of the coin there, but all futures bets have held up in Vegas. That's, very, that's a very valid point. So, like, at the start of the year, I put money on the Dodgers and the Yankees to both uh, make and win the World Series and meet each other in the World Series, and that bet is still pending. Oh, and, interesting. And not that they probably like they probably both would have made the World or uh, not the World Series. They probably would have both made the playoffs under normal circumstances. But are they like, more to go through? Yeah, I mean, but like even if more teams had gone through, those two teams are still going to make the postseason. I'm just saying. Right. I'm just saying, like those bets held. So if I put a bet in. February that the Brewers make the playoffs and now the playoff uh, whatever uh, number got increased that that would still hold I would believe at the same odds unless that if it didn't then I would be pissed obviously because you can't just pick some things and not keep it and pick other things and keep it it just I think futures bets hold but I don't know that's just my opinion I guess Mm -hmm. Yeah, BJ, if I was due, I would definitely just say, nope, we're taking it as it is. We're rolling with the punches. Got to roll with COVID. Uh, it happened to bounce in my direction, and that's what I would say, especially with that uh, weasel turp. Because oh, think yeah. about this. Let's just take this in, into perspective. What happens if uh, in February you put a flyer on the White Sox or the Reds to win the World Series? Your odds just got substantially better because mm-hmm. – now both teams are more likely to make the playoffs. Yep. But those uh, but those those bets would have still held at the value that I bet them at. Right. Yeah, they won't change it on you. Yeah. They won't I mean, change it. So I just yeah. I just increased my odds because both those teams are still gonna struggle, like would have struggled to make the playoffs in a normal season just because there's so much competition in mm-hmm. in that division. And you would have said, Well, there's probably not three teams coming out of or there's not, you know, there, whatever. There's a lot of, mm-hmm. it's a log jam in those divisions. So, like, I don't know. That makes sense to me. But, again, I'm not involved in the bet, so I'm not going to be the one that's going to make the decision. I don't know. Uh, oh, I guess I was trying to go with a nice, friendly approach towards Turbo, but you, know, I mean, you do what it. you want. You can do what you want, BJ. That's right. And then I mean, no more, no more Mr. Nice Guy. Yeah, no more Mr. No nice more. Guy. BJ, I'm not going to lie. Like, saying that the top five teams, and me personally, I don't think the Brewers are going to be the top five teams. Nope. I think that they could be in the top eight. I don't Hopefully. think they're going to be in the top five, but yeah. it could. Right. I just like the yeah. – you can throw us all at the weasel turd, but I mean <laughs> – well, I mean, he is. I mean, he hasn't made an appearance yet on the podcast to defend himself. So I'll refrain from going <laughs> did, too hard. All bark, no bite. He did make yeah. one appearance, and the pod I do not believe ever aired. Never aired. Oh, <laughs> never. Aired. No. that's a shame. But like, 
you know, maybe one day he'll make it on here to defend himself, but he has, so, but for now we get to speak for him. He has weaseled his way out of more things than I can think of. Well, have we talked head, about, so. have we talked about some of the, uh, or, or the one major weasel bet? That, yeah. Did we talk yeah. about that on here? We have not. I we have not. We have not. Yeah. So not. I mean, essentially I bet, I bet Turb that Iowa would beat Iowa, Iowa. State. The line was minus. This is it was one and a half. Add Iowa in State. Ames, by the way, right in Ames. Right. And this is a big point of Turbs. Yes. That they can't. Iowa can't come into Ames and beat right. the mighty Cyclones. And yeah. and because Iowa State was the underdog, but you guys agreed to a money line. You guys agreed to a money line, not, not spread. That was a big factor too. Because I think it did the game end up landing on one. On one, yeah. Right. So it ended up landing on one. That was another big thing that he tried to weasel out of. He's like, we said, no, you agreed to money line, so stay at money line, not the spread. He tried halfway through the game to do that. Yeah, I said, no, I bet, <laughs> I bet money line. And I said, I didn't want to do a money bet because, honestly, I was just sitting in my hunting blind and said, hey, let's go Hawks. And Terrib was all gung-ho on the Cyclones. So I said, okay, first off, Iowa State's not a – school that I ever think about football for. So I'll take the Hawks. I don't know. And then he's like, okay, let's do it for money. And I said, no, uh, let's just do the uh, first annual um, Dart Me two beer mile. And the two beer mile was in eight minutes, nine minutes, nine minutes. You had to drink two beers and run a mile in nine minutes. He agreed to the, to the terms of the wager, lost the wager on a game winning field goal by uh, the Hawkeyes who won by one. And then I also put into the contract that if he did not pay the bet up by the end of the high school football season, that he had to pay me $20. Mm-hmm. Um, he kept putting it off, putting it off, putting and it we, off. Right. And we reminded them. I mean, we, we were the colder him. it gets, the worse this gets. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It was, it was not good. And he said, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And then he just, all of a sudden I looked and I had $20 in my Venmo account one day. And then uh, Ty just said, screw it. I'll do it just to, just to see if it can be done. And I don't think we'll ever air the footage of, of uh, Ty's uh, feet, but it was quite incredible. Um, and well done, Ty. Well done. Yeah, thank you. It was a struggle. Um, I got it done. It was freezing cold, by the way. I mean, it was thirty-five degrees. So, like, well, Ty, dead. walk us through walk us through your approach going into that. Like, what was your strategy? So, first of all, my approach was um, to make, to like legitimize it. I wanted to get one of the Dart Me Regiment me- Dart Me members to like be there and like make sure I did it. Um, but nobody was available. Like you said, you were in a blind, probably yeah. somewhere. So, um, anyway, then I was like going to drive down to, um, a track to like, you know, be able to track it. Like I can do four laps and that's a mile. The track was like blocked off and in hindsight too, it was probably good because I didn't want to be vomiting on a track and drinking beers. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, um, I basically just did it, did it at, uh, my house, um, set up the, so the iPhone health app. Um, 
got that out, got the timer out. I said it's 0.6 miles to the road where I'm running and then back or 0.3, sorry, 0.3 and then back. So that'd be 0.6. And then I said, I kind of just like maybe try to do that twice. I ended up not doing that twice and just ran around um, and looked at the app after the nine minutes. So, but so the, the timer started on the first crack of the beer and I put it to the lips. I downed the first one. I like took off running like a dummy. Um, I went pretty fast. Um, I came back burping, um, tried to put down the second one pretty fast. And I was like, Oh, this is not going down well at all. Um, sort of started walking with it. Um, and like being like, okay, this might be coming up. And I believe I snapped that part. I'm like, this one might be coming up boys. And then it just ended up being a burp. So it was fine. My hand was freezing cold, holding an ice cold beer in 35 degree weather. is not good. And then I ended up like finishing the last beer with like 10 seconds left. And it's like, I honestly don't know if this is enough. Um, stopped running, you know, and then waited for my um, app to update. Um, my steps on the day were 1.3 miles. But before that, I had like 0.2 walked. So I had maybe 1.1 or 1.0 and change ran in nine minutes. But it was a struggle. I came back inside. And that's when the Badger playing Purdue, too. Um, so kind of like took a nap or tried to I lay down. I felt like an absolute sack. And, um, that was the, that was the bet. It was not fun. Um, but I had to show terrible, like, you know, you got to pay up, man, or here, this is, I'm just going to show you that dart meat has what it takes. Absolutely. Yeah. That was awesome. Um, well it's kind of a long story. Rambling I will on. say this. Oh, I'll say this. I think I would have ran it and then chugged the two beers after. <laughs> I, I said I said I had to start out with one chug because I can't be huffing and puffing and trying down a beer. That's what I was thinking. But I mean, nine minutes is a long time. Right, but... You can literally walk a 10-minute mile. But we also did the... You can walk a 10-minute mile. Yeah, but look, yeah, it's 10 minutes. minutes. Here's the I, thing no, about... I'm saying, like, like, if you just throw in some... You don't, you don't have to sprint. Like, let's just say, realistically, you want to run it in eight minutes. Like... That's not like a full out sprint mile. No, no, I mean, it's not. Eight minutes is like a steady jog the entire way. Right. And then you have a minute to chug two beers. Y- yeah, but <laughs> that's pretty tough. <laughs> that's pretty tough. And all- can also, you shotgun them? Yeah, you can do that. It's also as tough when I'm holding the camera and it, like cracking the beer, one hand holding the camera. That's kind of. You looked miserable. You looked miserable after that. Dude, it was cold and I was miserable. Um, I think the original line I put up was eight minutes and you guys were like, no, no. Yeah, and also the chug after you run, like, dude, let's put into, into perspective the, also the gun, we did like this gun to your head in quotes, um, mile challenge. Like how fast could you run a mile if you had a gun to your head? And I said 630 and I barely busted out a 630 mile in my shape now currently. Um, so if I did that, what, and I, sprinted that or like that was my balls to the wall 630 at that point in time so if i did that and had to chug afterwards like i'm not leaving much room for air yeah but here's the thing ty here's the thing that you're saying with the gun of the head mile the problem with your scenario when you ran it is that you didn't have a gun to your head yeah right so it'd be even slower right you could have probably ran a sub six yeah well yeah but 
there's no there's no way to simulate gun to your head. Well, I just sort of made it. Fair. <laughs> I don't. Fair. I felt I executed it. I maybe you know next time I'll run it differently. Probably. Much well, this more. is happening. This is happening again next year. I mean, that's the thing. Um, okay, so there's going to be a two beer mile bet. I mean, that was our first per, first post on Instagram. By the way, our link is in the description. We had like two two picture posts. Um, first, we still mile. do. We still do. We still <laughs> yeah. have. We still have two posts. <laughs> We're not really an Instagram type of pod or group, but it was on there. And I mean, you said Turbo had to pay up, and he didn't. I mean, we know the story now. Yeah, I don't know, PJ. Like bringing it back to your brewer bet, I have said from the beginning that it was too rich for my blood, especially between. Uh, uh, group members um but now i would say hey the chips have fallen mm-hmm. this is how we got to play it let it play out but i can also see how turb might not like that and he might have a legitimate gripe but he can say it goes we kind of we kind of like crudely uh compared it to like all right when you make a future bet and then all of a sudden the starting quarterback you know has a devastating injury like Sorry, yeah. you got to deal with it. Like, it's not the same thing. But, like, you know, you can see how your f- futures are that for a reason. Like, you're assuming yeah, those risks yeah. like that, you know. like So, uh, not that we knew COVID would be a legitimate risk. But, you know, you know what I'm saying. It's, yeah, it's, it's kind of a – it's it like they're not the same thing. But it's, it's, the, it's the, uh, the risk that you take with futures. Well, and I want to be clear too about uh, the the beer mile bet for next year because we are going to do it again, whether it's me and Turb or someone else. That we need to make it. Uh, oh, it just sucks because I don't think we'll talk about. We're going to talk about football in the next pod, but yeah. I don't think I don't think college football is going to happen. Um, well, it's not going to happen, but I don't think any. Con- I, I heard like the SEC is trying to get games together, but like. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyways, my point is that we're going to have, we want all the members of Dartmouth to be present for it. It should be a thing where like, we're all there. It should kind of be like a fun thing. It was not intended to be like yes. a punishment. It's like, Hey, let's have a good time. Like, right. You're going to run a, you're going to run a, a, a two beer mile and we're going to laugh at you because you lost the bet and, or laugh at me or laugh at whoever. It's just kind yeah. of, it was just kind yeah. of a fun thing. So, all uh, right. That's enough on, on Turb for one podcast um what you guys have a ton of stuff yeah yeah wrote down for yeah basically i don't know uh kind of a segue i like the the manfred rules to put the more teams in the playoffs the other manfred rules that like the taxi squad type stuff do you want to get into that then with the manfred stuff or like how stupid it is (laughs) yeah and like how there's there's no like necessary pro like protocol to handling a positive case, really. Like they basically just cross their fingers, hope nobody would get it, and then if they got it, they just had no plan set in place. It seems like that. It seemed like that. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, it sounds like the the timing to get the testing back is one of the major issues. But like at the same time, it seems like, oh well, this team's got it. Well, they're gonna they're gonna be substantially worse since their players got te- like tested positive yeah. and now they're going to be out. So this team's like, well, 
we can't play games. Uh, we're not at full health. Well, then what the hell is the point of a freaking taxi squad? Like, I thought it was understood that once your guys get it, they're just quarantined for 14 days or whatever it might be. And then you bring in taxi squad guys and it's just kind of mm. like luck of the draw. And your guys probably got it, not necessarily, but in the cases of the MLB, the two teams that got hit by it, it was because people were being dumb. Right. And that's the other gripe about it. Like, for example, Juan Soto tested positive before the season started. The Nationals played games without Juan Soto. Now, the Marlins, I, they went to a club. I mean, rumored to go to a club, allegedly went to a club. The club in Marlins. And so then, oh, no. then they decided, they had a players meeting. They decided to play, ended up getting more positive tests of coronavirus. Then they said, all right, we're not playing for a long time now. Whereas the Nationals still had to play without Juan Soto. But now this team who has multiple positive tests isn't to play, and now they don't lose games or are without good players, which the taxi squad thing should couldn't play and have to play. But Manfred was worried about competitive edge there or competitive uh, baseball there, which I mean, the Marlins are in first place in ALB, the most high swing percentage, but with crap players. I just don't understand it though, because now the same thing with the Cardinals. The Cardinals have played five games. The rest of the league, the NL Central, most games played by Cubs and Pirates have 16 games. And now the Cardinals series with the Pirates is delayed too because they have multiple positive tests. So if you have one positive test on your team, you get hurt more than a team that have multiple positive tests by not following the rules. So and then if you're a team that has followed the rules, done nothing wrong, yeah. for example, Cardinals and the Brewers, Brewers have to sit out and not play any games for four straight days. Right. And they just and, have to sit there. And their pitchers aren't getting work. They're, none of the guys are playing. They're, t- they're having four days off. Four days off without games. It's like an all-star break for them. Two weeks and not even two weeks into the season, right? And now you're going to play seven yeah. double headers. Well, and now they decided also too that at the end of the season they realize that not every team's going to have sixty games, so they're going to potentially go off a win percentage. So I brought up the situation where is it crazy to have a team at the end of the year saying, "Hey, we're in first place and we have ten games to go," and Oh, we have a COVID case. I'm not saying it would be realistic, but like, you know, the, you know, baseball, like oh, yeah. they're always looking for ways to take advantage of the rules that are set in place to have their team be at an advantage. Right. But that's where the, oh, outside, yeah. that's where the outside third party taking the test comes into play there for handling integrity of the test. Well, yeah, but true. I mean, this is baseball and we just uncovered a, uh, cheating scandal from 2017 where the Astros are getting the signs pumped into their, like, I don't yeah. think there's anything. I mean, the integrity of the game has come into question, like countless numbers of times. So and I it's, am, not, it's not like yeah. it's an outside third party. Yeah. A lot of times it's like people who are hired by the organization, right? They're employed by the team to take yeah. the tests and, that's another. That's another. I mean, the club in Marlins are in first place. The club in yeah, Marlins yeah. are in first place. They've lost yeah. one game. Well, they lost. Yeah. They, they, two, yeah, they, two or three. Yeah, but they sorry, at one no, point sorry. they yeah. lost they, one game. Yeah, my bet on that one. Uh, yeah, I don't know, Ty. I just don't think. I, but I agree. I think it's definitely not out of the question that a team's just like, hey, look at this. We are our win percentage cannot be achieved by anybody else. Or it would be very hard for, I mean, like we'll be locked into the playoffs. Right. Boom. Someone's got COVID. 
Like, like we got, intentionally goes to well, get it. Let's just put it this way. Put a game, put a, put a set of games out there. Like, Hey, each team has to play 50 games to be eligible for the playoffs. Yeah. That would be a, a good, uh, you know, like a requirement, <laughs> but I mean, right. Like, in the, you know what, you could do it at this point because they've done things so willy nilly. Like we talked about already changing the playoff scheme an hour before, um, you know, it, they changed the rule. Everybody has a DH now. The uh, extra inning starting with a guy on second base. Like, really, at the drop of a hat, they can change any rule they want. So, like, it's just another right, example. It's just another yeah. example of Major League Baseball just being an absolute joke. I mean, right. you had how many freaking months? And they put together, like, I was listening to the radio, like, we put together a 145 page document on how we're going to you know make this season happen and then it's like out of nowhere they just come up with shit on like in one minute like yeah we're doing this yeah what were you doing the whole time you're put like how is this not all ready to go i guess i don't know Another thing, I don't know. I want to interested on your thoughts here. So, with the Cardinals now, they're gonna be playing seven inning double headers. So, you think that benefits them more? Because I mean, Jack Flaherty, he's like he was second at NL Cy Young. So, like, you can go out there and throw seven and like not have to turn over to any bullpen. Yes, it benefits them more, dude. If you have a and there's bullpen, higher variance. If you have a higher bullpen, variance seven innings. If you have a bullpen that's not as good, you can literally get yeah. away with that. But they've like Flurry is their only guy. But like, and there's much more variance in seven inning games. I don't mind oh, the yeah. seven. I don't mind the seven inning doublehead. I know, I know. But like, they kind of like shot themselves in the foot. I know anybody can get the disease. It's or the virus. Sorry, it's highly infectious stuff like that. But they literally went out and like said, "F it, let's go." Well, to the did you see all the recent? Well, you obviously sent all the recent news yeah. on Police Hack. Like, Police Hack and Clevenger. Like, yeah. I also want to be clear uh, about like. I don't know, Ethan, uh, multiple people brought this up. Guy, my friend brought it up in the, in the group when we were talking about it, like, yeah, these guys are grown men. They can literally do whatever they want. So like if, if police act wants to go out and go drinking with his buddies and then gets, well, I don't, I don't even think he has it, but like they're, they're reprimanding him now. Um, he's just got to be able to accept that responsibility of like, Hey, I'm getting reprimanded now, but he can still, do whatever he wants right the team team technically doesn't have to disclose that information like it's still on the honor system like hey i guess props to the indians for saying hey you're an idiot and what are you doing but like they can do whatever they want they can right they're not in a bubble so yeah right like we talked about this like you have not confined them to a bubble which is fine maybe they didn't want it and like and again, this is a comparison between everyday Joe Schmoes and the pros, but like, would your, I mean, imagine your job saying, Hey, like you are going to go to work and you're going to go live in this hotel and you're only staying in this bubble. That's it. Like you'd be like, no way I'm not doing it. Now, granted, these are professional athletes and they're getting paid millions and millions of dollars. And that's something that they probably wanted. They, like they like it, but you know, like the major league baseball players, probably are, would be like, dude, no, I don't want to do it in a bubble. And they're, they're grown men. You're going to tell them what to do. Exactly. Like, I don't can't do it. You're able, you can't do it. And so, yeah, like 
I'm not mad at Manfred for that, I guess. And I'm not mad at the players really. Um, Cause they, I mean, but you just have to roll with it, dude. Like if we all get COVID or if the team gets COVID, like we're putting this season in, in jeopardy for not only us, but for like the rest of the, well, I the, think it's that, I think it's that, I, I think it's that like age old debate of, you know, first doing what's best for your organization Mm-hmm. And then second, doing what's best for the entire league as a whole. So like your decision could technically impact not just players, but like cameramen, you know, mm-hmm. grounds yeah. crew. Like if you, sh- if your case shuts down the entire season, like you could, you could technically impact a lot of jobs that like, Hey, these grounds crew members are not, professional athletes they're not making millions of dollars they depend on this and your decision is impacting that but at the end of the day these guys can do whatever they want like it yeah, it's their life yeah and ty like we had talked about this like yeah selfishly i can be like if the if the major league baseball gets shut down like will we all be angry yeah like we'll be angry and we'll be like oh i'm so mad at those guys for going out but like in the if i was put in their shoes you know, I'd be like, well, I don't want my job or this game, like controlling every aspect of what I do, you know, but at the same, also as a player, I would be like, yes, I want to take this very seriously. And I want the league to continue. There but, you go. See, you would be different. Like, yeah, you, you wouldn't do the same thing. You would, you would, you personally would be like, yeah, but I can't get mad at him. I don't know if I can get mad at a guy for doing that. I know that's exactly. I mean, I can selfishly, I can get mad because like we wouldn't yeah. be able to watch baseball. Like, uh, now I don't get to watch it. Hey, thanks a lot, Marlins. Or, hey, thanks a lot, whichever one of you Cardinals was at the casino. But I've also said it, but I've also said it a number of times. Even if you put them in a bubble or even if you do all these things, yeah, one person from the outside. So let's just say you're in a bubble and you have a hotel staff that's taking care of you at that place and the host and the hotel staff doesn't live up to their expectations. They could potentially put the league like there's other people at play here. It's yeah. There's, I know. There's no difference. I mean, I, there is a difference, Ty, but there's no difference between me going to a club and me going to Quick Trip. Now, obviously, there's a difference, but like I still could, you still could potentially get infected. Yeah. Like I could still contract the virus. I mean, it, it, the, which brings me back to the original point of just saying like Major League Baseball had like apparently they weren't prepared for this happening, and now it's just kind of becoming a cluster like yeah all right yeah you have guys infected tell them to go home bring the taxi squad guys up let's play baseball but it's it might not be that simple i just if it wasn't that simple they really should have stated that from the beginning because Mm -hmm. that was the impression of everyone that the taxi squad was put in place to can make sure games continue and games are not continuing because the cardinals have played three games or four games Right. Yeah, and Manfred said, like, we anticipate that we will get positive tests. And we're probably all thinking, like, yes, like, it's probably going to happen because guys will go do this, and it just it just happens. And that was the purpose of the taxi squad, and that's, you know, what is leaving everyone kind of scratching their head. Like, okay, you have this taxi squad, and they're not being utilized. So uh, what was the purpose of that? We don't really know at this point. Well, not just even, not just even players, but, like, players wives their families 
if the player's on right. good behavior, but then just the the wife of the player goes clubbing, and then the yeah. player gets it, goes to the clubhouse, infects the entire team. Now who's liable? Yep. So it's just a it's a very interesting. I'm just I, I think we're all just happy to have games on and you know yeah. whatever whatever comes of the season comes of it. It's just like it's kind of just frustrating that Major League Baseball just seems like to just continue to struggle to <laughs> yeah right do things uh in a fluid manner you know mm-hmm. everything seems to be up and down and mm-hmm. i don't know it's just frustrating i guess but yeah i'm not too mad about it because like at the end of the day games are still being played they'll get played something will happen where we're, we're i'm watching baseball so i'm not that too mad about it because I've been without it for so long and I'm still watching it. So I'm not. And the club in Marlins, the club in Marlins don't care, dude. They mm-hmm. they, were, they were expected to be terrible. The state of Florida is wide open. Now they're getting paid. They're the club in Marlins, man. <laughs> yeah, they they had a yep. good series and they probably just they had a good series and they're like, fuck it, let's go to the club. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> whatever. I don't know. It's. Yeah. And then they came back and rattled off five straight. Yeah. Aggie and VR are making their money. They don't care. No. Well, the club. Yeah. I mean, when when the veteran presence in your clubhouse is Aguilar and Jonathan VR, some things might be happening. Hey, Aguilar is <laughs> raking. Aguilar is raking. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying from like, like, you know, that veteran clubhouse leader guy, like, I don't know. You know, the market. He doesn't seem to fit the mold. Right. Wow. Yeah. But we got Don Mattingly and Jeter at the helm. So Donnie Baseball. uh, Donnie Baseball. I don't really like that guy. I don't think many people do. Donnie Baseball is awful. (laughs) Absolutely awful. I don't know why. It just doesn't. Well, basically, because he's like, yeah. We had a we had a meeting. We said we'll still play, okay. But that's we already been through that. Right. Donnie yeah. can't coach baseball. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Donnie can't coach baseball. Luke, you mentioned Florida. Uh, you know the other team in Florida is the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh-huh. They just uh, we got some things on them. They just seem and you brought up like the Marlins not really caring because you know they're supposed to. They're the Marlins in a stacked NL East division. Uh, so you know why not go clubbing? But on the other, on another point, uh, the Rays just. Like they can't extend their starters past four innings. Blake Snell, Glass now, Charlie Morton. Well, Charlie Morton, I think he went maybe he went five a couple times, but he's been getting touched up a little bit. Uh, and um, and uh, G Man Choi was a was a topic of conversation. Yeah, yeah well, very we'll popular set, guy or yeah, unpopular guy. This is like the parameters of this. Okay, so Dart me. I mean, we basically all rode on. Cause there's a promotion, like make, make some, you know, ba- sports are back, make some bets and we'll give you some free play um, promotion. So we looked at it. The Rays are playing the Orioles. There's Tyler glass now going against, I don't even know who, like, it doesn't matter. doesn't matter. They already, Asher Wojciechowski, maybe might've been means. 
Yo, no, it was not Means. It was not Means. But oh, it was, it was Tommy Malone. It was okay. Tommy Malone. The anyway. day... <laughs> yeah, so they lost the day prior with Snell on the mound. They have Glasnow going the next day. You consider yourself legitimate contenders. Or people are considering themselves legitimate contenders. There's no way you lose two in a row to the Orioles with Glasnow on the mound. So, all right, we're like, oh, let's put some money on them. And we also had two others in a parlay, like two big favorites. It comes to, like the Cubs and the in, in the Indians. I'm pretty sure it was. Anyway, it comes down to like the Rays are down. The, I, the Rays are struggling with the O's because Glasnow through four innings he had 88 pitches, like 50 percent more strikes. He can't get out of the fourth. Um, so they're losing. The Rays guy hits a bomb to tie it. So all right, we're tied. We're fine. We're okay. That guy gets pulled and pinch hit for for G Man Choi comes in and pinch hits for him. like in the middle of the game. What are you doing, Kevin Cash? I mean, this guy went yard. Whatever. G Man Choi in his first at bat bats left handed. Okay, fine. It gets into his second at bat. The dude, and this is before extras when G Man's on second. So we'll get to that. The get the dude goes up to the plate right handed. This guy is, what, 26 years old, and he just decides now to be a switch hitter because, what, he was dicking around in the cage before the season, and he's like, oh, I just, I pretty much just hit a ding in the cage. Oh, and he hit a bomb in a game this year. His first game. From the right side. Big switch. And now they said he started uh, playing around with it in the summer warm-up to the season. So, like, a month ago. All of a sudden, you're a switch hitter in the show. You decide in the show you are going to be a switch hitter. And he, trust me when I say he has plenty to worry about from the other side of the plate as well. Yeah, there's plenty to there's plenty to Maybe. keep. It's it's like miracle. Plenty to yeah. keep you busy from the left side the of the plate. plate. Right, freaking G man. I mean, and then strikes out. Strikes yeah, out. Strikes out. Strikes out. Um, goes to so that, goes to extras. Goes to extras next inning. He's on second base. All right. So first batter for the Rays in extras tie ball game hits a fl- uh, obviously extras hits a fly ball to left field. And now I didn't see this. So Luke, you take the reins from here. I just heard on the radio. Uh, so how deep was it and all that? He strikes out. I believe when he struck out, it was second and third, two outs. Um, strikes out, goes to extras, and all of a sudden, I was playing Warzone with Rhino. But I had the game on my phone, so I'm mm-hmm. watching, kind of giving Rhino updates, and um, I look and like G-Man's on second, and I kind of lost train of thought because I was like, "Wait, didn't G-Man just strike out?" You know, and then I'm like, "Oh crap, it's the extra inning deal." Mm-hmm. All right, second base, fine. G-Man's on second. Guy hits a fly ball, lazy fly ball to left field, and as a road team. What I've seen consistently is that teams are playing for big innings. They're not playing for one. So they're, they're saying, hey, we have three opportunities to knock that guy in with a base hit or potentially blow it up. Mm-hmm. Whereas home teams I've seen are like bunting that guy over, trying to you know do that whole ordeal. So yeah, lazy fly ball to left field. I'm thinking, okay, you know, first guy flies out. And next thing I know, the left fielder is gearing up and throws a seed to third base because G-Man is tagging from second, gets thrown out by 20 feet, 
And now it's two outs, nobody on. And then, dude, after that, didn't the guy, like, the guy had control issues after that. Like, they got first and second with two oh, outs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they, they got they a wild pitch. They, yeah, they had second and third. I'm pretty sure it ended up being second and third. Because he threw a wild pitch. They, he walked two guys, or base hit, walk, whatever, and then wild pitch, second and third. It's like, yeah, thanks, G-Man. But anyway, <laughs> well, then, but then, um, in the next sitting, the Orioles decide not to bunt, and the uh, line drive uh, off the bat, and the guy at second doesn't go back to the bag. He gets doubled off. Um, mm-hmm. It was honestly one of the worst baseball games I've ever seen, but I kind of expect that from the Orioles, I guess, and right. not a team that is – expected to literally contend with the Yankees. But yeah. they're just out there fucking around. It's just I thought like, the game was gonna it's end lot. The Orioles the Orioles also had didn't they get thrown at the plate infield in the guy ran right into a tag at home. Oh yeah yeah he yeah. ran uh ground ball infield in runner on third one out one out ground ball he just runs home. They throw the ball to home and literally just tag him. <laughs> And yeah, it was an awful then, display of baseball. It was bad because then the, the well, long story short, we already made it long, but the Rays then end up losing. Um, they brought in Jared Hughes. Jared Hughes somehow gets two outs with bases chucked. Then Chazro gets up. Oh, no, they brought in. They brought in. No, it was Oliver Drake. They brought in Oliver, Oliver Drake. Drake. Oliver Drake. Oliver Drake came in, pitched the tenth inning. When he comes in, I t- I shut the game off. And they got out of it. Yes. And then they brought him back in. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I, I can't stand it was that outs. guy. It was two outs. Got... Two outs. It was two outs. They brought in Chaz Rowe, and he gave up an 0-2 knock. Yep. And we lose. And we're like, F the Rays at this point. Then the next day, they get swept by the fucking Orioles, dude. Yeah, the, O's. the Orioles. The O's. You O's. just You lost three straight to the Orioles, and you had Blake Snell and Glasnow. Throwing in those games, in two of those and games. And then Yanni Chirinos, who isn't Folks. a bad pitcher either. Folks, I might turn the fucking Rays. Folks, I might call yeah. him Blake Smell. Boy, does he stink. Yeah. Hey, let's call him to the stand. Call Blake Snell to the stand. Blake Snell's <laughs> ripping. Blake Snell's ripping Warzone, and he's on the he's on the sticks, uh, playing Warzone in quarantine. Gets on the mic. He's got comms with his buddies, and he's saying, "Yeah, dude, screw this season. I ain't, uh, I ain't playing, bro. It ain't worth, it ain't yeah. worth it for my the amount of money I get paid. It ain't worth it, bro. It ain't worth it." And I mentioned it to the group, and uh, some of the members were like, "Dude, he's he'll he'll be ready to go. Like, he's definitely prepping himself." you know, to go. And, uh, no, he's not ready to pitch this season. He no. hasn't clearly, clearly was playing war zone just like us during quarantine and then decided to actually come back after his big spiel on saying that he was out. And then now he can't go freaking more than four innings in a baseball game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blake freaking snow, Blake snow, uh, yes. a stud, an absolute stud. No, even like when he was good, good luck. Or he's still good. But even he, when he's good, the Rays, like, they don't traditionally extend him. Like, he averages just over five innings per start. 
Yeah, but I want to be clear. Blake like Snell was not good last year. Blake Snell was no, terrible last year. He was not there. Yeah. He had, what, did he win the Cy Young the year before? He won the Cy Young the year before. Yeah, and then he was terrible it, last year. It was strictly based off ERA because Verlander had, like, I think 30-plus innings or 30 more innings than him and, like, more, way more strikeouts. It was based on his, like, I think sub-2 ERA or low-2 ERA. Yeah, well, Verlander doesn't have very good luck of obtaining that award. Uh, yeah, except he stole it from Garrett Cole last year, which is, an, which is ridiculous, too. But anyway, my point is he had a Cy Young season, comes back, he sucks. He has like a, he had like a 4-9 ERA last year, and then he's talking all this shit on Warzone, and then uh, you're like, oh, well, you know, Blake Snells probably wants to come back and say, hey, last year was a fluke. But mm-hmm. no, he's talking shit on Warzone, then he comes back, he can't get through four innings of a baseball game. I, whatever. I don't, it just drives me nuts. It did. It did. I'm not a Snell fan. I I thought I liked them. I don't like them. I don't like the Rays. I hate the Rays. Never betting on them again. Probably bet on them once they get hot. I don't know. Yeah, but their lineup is trash too. Like they, that's the thing with their lineup. I I texted. I took sent to the group. They have a guy named Yoshi batting third. Like who is Yoshi this cat? Satsugo. Who is this cat? <laughs> like their best their best hitter last year was Fam and Fam. They dealt Fam. And you're pinch for a guy who hit a bomb, bro. Renfro. Yeah. Renfro's hitting, like, I think he's hitting sub two now. Yeah. I think he's yeah, he's not not hitting awful, his weight. That's an awful trade. So, whatever. <clears throat> um, next. Yeah. Anybody have what they want to go to next? We got a list. There's yeah. so many things. Yes. So let's talk. Uh, we just we mentioned it, but we seem to have adopted the Orioles. That's going to be a fun storyline to go through throughout the year, especially when they just absolutely tank and they're i mean but there are orioles and yeah. we love them uh yeah. and that basically came out of a hatred for the tampa bay rays well, and we love them because they got the sweep right yeah, yeah. yeah. right i like mean they, so we, we hated the rays so much and we had to love the orioles oh it was geez. oh yeah it was the first sweep i forgot what it was bj it was like a long ass time i think it, it was it was a good 2018 maybe yeah, it was like two years. Well, and the Rays were minus. <laughs> they were they were minimum minus two hundred favorites in all the games. Yep, yep, that's true. Right. Yeah, um, I, think, I think the O's were like plus two seventy five for every game. Right. Yeah. O's are hot. Like O's are hot. Yeah. The O's are hot, man. With guys like Nato um, and Hansel. Yeah, didn't, didn't the O's get swept by the Marlins right after that? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> what is <laughs> happening? It's right. just bad baseball. Well, the unexpected, the unexpected is happening because let, let me just – I want to go through the standings quick too. Yeah. Um, go ahead. The, okay, of course, well, this is not a surprise. Yankees are in first place in the AL East. Orioles are in second. Shocking. Tigers are in first place in the AL Central. Twins are in second. And uh, AL West, like, I mean, the A's are there. The Rangers are in second with eight losses. Astros struggling a little bit. Storyline there, I don't know. So then you get the Marlins in first, um, and then basically the cut and the Rockies in first in the West. Well, Verlander, Verlander, yeah. I mean, that's a factor. Quite that hurts. Time. Yeah, and El Tuve, Springer, and um, Bregman have been really struggling. They'll, I mean, they'll turn that around. Well, yeah, they'll uh, figure it out. But I'm just some of this stuff is yeah. interesting. The Central is yeah. okay. But like the NL East is weird, the West could be kind of weird. The West is hot because they got the Rockies, Dodgers, and Padres. Like the Rockies are ahead of the Dodgers right now. 
I mean, we're Man. 15 games in, but the really shocking thing is you got the Tigers in first place, dude, and that that's just insane to me. Well, yeah, the, I just don't think it's sustainable. The Braves would have the Braves would have literally ran away with the NL East um, if Soroka didn't tear his Achilles. Yeah, right. That's, yeah. that's a big blow. That's huge, dude. Because I mean, they they were hot. They were playing good baseball. I mean, they started off a little slow, but I think every every team started off slow. Um, Pitching is going to dominate early in in a season like this, especially because yeah. hitters take a while to get ramped up, and pitchers can just go out there and just. I don't know. Early season baseball hitters can struggle. Uh, but, yeah, when they lost him, yeah. I mean, they literally have one starter now. Um, they don't have three reliable starters like the Brewers. They have one starter that's reliable. Um, and so, yeah. yeah. I, I, the Braves I, are still going to make the playoffs, I believe. But um, Very true. But, yeah, yeah. The Brewers, they don't have three reliable starters like the Brewers. Yeah. yeah. yeah you're right. For, right. For, those, for our listeners uh, – not picking up on the subtle sarcasm there. Uh, BJ, of course, we are all Brewers fans in some regard. BJ probably being the most hardcore, uh, declared the other day that the Brewers have a reliable pitching staff. I believe you said three out of five were reliable. And I said, I said yeah, three reliable starters. Okay, and uh, that number was kind of scoffed at, mostly because, you know, I'm thinking one, and that's Woody. Um, Corbin Burns has been sent to the bullpen. Oh, it wasn't Corbin. It wasn't Corbin. Freddie Peralta has been sent to the bullpen. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't Peralta. It wasn't those two, so that leaves it was, us it was with Lindblom. It was Lindblom. 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 And who, Hauser. And, and Hauser. Hauser pukes on the mound twice a season. That's correct. And Lindblom left one game early with like back tightness against the Pirates. Uh, but I do like Lindblom. The stuff is, I mean, he's got some, some nasty stuff. I, I shouldn't say nasty. It's very, he's got a lot of pitches and, uh, I think he throws like six it, or seven pitches. Yeah. I'm not, I'm trying to think of a way that it's not nasty, but it's like effective. He's got effective stuff. He's got a pretty high K, uh, ratio. Um, this is all relative to Brewers pitching, though, in the past, I feel like. Cause right. Let me be clear. Yeah. <laughs> We're not banking on Lindblom to be yeah. a so, <laughs> no, and, and that's this is where we are getting what we are driving at. That would that, They're hardly what we would call reliable. Um, and Woody at times. Woody at times. I mean – People are saying he's legitimate number one. Lindblom has and, 155 career innings in Major League Baseball with a 4.1 ERA. Okay. How can you consider yourself reliable? You, you can't look at that and oh, I'm sorry, sorry. judge. No, you're right. You're right, BJ. Can I judge him on his 2020 stats with the Brewers where he has a 4.15 ERA? How about his 2017 stats with a 7.84 ERA? What stats yeah. do you want me to go off of? Look at the KBO MVP. KBO MVP. Is, now, what stats do you want me to lights out. show me the stats lights that out. I should be going off of here for a reliable start? I do like him. I do like him, but calling him reliable at this point is I think he's fine. A stretch. A stretch. Reliable is a stretch. Have and then uh, the, sorry, yeah. go, ahead. go ahead. No, no, carry on. Carry on. Sorry. He I will be like, reliable. Oh, will be. Okay. I feel like that's when Contrarian Dave said like 
Jaleesh Chastain is reliable, man. Oh, really yeah. yeah. And then <laughs> he's he pitching thinking, for the Braves <laughs> right now, dude. He stinks. He was reliable. He was reliable for one season. Chastain is like the definition of hit or miss. Like, that is the opposite of reliable in my eyes. But, uh, not sure I was going to say. Yeah, I'm sorry. Shoot. Cut you off. There's legitimately, like, I want to be clear when I say it. There's legitimately, like, 30 reliable starting pitchers in Major League Baseball. See, we have a different definition of reliable, then. Okay, my definition of reliable is this guy comes out every year and does what he does, and whatever he does, like, is pretty solid. Like, Quality that's reliable. Set. Like, he does what he, he – he goes out there and does his thing, and at the end of the year, he's got the – He's consistent with his stats, and he is who he is, and you know what you're getting out of him. Uh, the point I was making earlier was uh, <laughs> Luke said, yeah, they're reliable because they show up to the park. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can rely on them to actually show up as opposed the, to UNS Cespedes. They'll be at the game. They're, they're reliable. Um, but that, I thought, yeah. Um, yeah, that was that was funny. Um, thanks for bringing up the reliable starters, Luke. Um, other news I have before on the Brewers, I pushed the panic button on Christian Yelich. Um, I, he has since turned it around. He was, you know, like, what, three for 38 at one point and looked kind of lost at the plate, striking out a lot. Um, but now he's kind of back. You know, it's going to take a long time for him to bump those numbers back up to something respectable, but especially in a 60-game season. But it appears at the moment that Christian Yelich is back. Uh, so that at least gives you something to look forward to when you watch the Brewers. Um, I, will say this, he, I will say this going off of that, though. I think everyone was pushing the panic button just because it's a 60-game season and we were so yeah. anxious about oh, yeah. Like over the, over the course of a 162-game season, if Yelich has a bad 10-game stretch, no one's really panicking. But when you've literally played – like one sixth of your games, it's a lot different. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely, but, but he's too good. I mean, kind of the same with Ronald Acuna. Ty was pushing the panic button on Acuna. Now Acuna is on fire. Yeah. Well, it's all good. He was like, I mean, the start was horrid, man. Yeah. Well, yeah, Luke- it was 15 strikeouts in seven games. Yeah, Ty, hey, Ty, did you mind his uh, three home run day yesterday? Did you mind that? Oh, nice. Nice How three home run day. How they finished? They swept them. Okay. No, I'm talking about my fans. Oh, you? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That's one That's one piece of the pie there, but I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, Luke, you, but you had mentioned that Acuna was just swinging straight through fastballs right down the Oh, no, it was – it was very hard to watch. Uh, just, I'm watching the catcher just go one, number one, and his glove just goes right to the middle of the strike zone. <laughs> He's throwing a fastball right down the middle, and Acuna is missing it by three inches, and just like, what is happening? Yeah, you know, but they're professional hitters; they figure it out. Yeah, it's not like Acuna. Um, it's not like Acuna. Reliable like, pitching staff. Uh, the Brewers. They're just not. Uh, they're just not good, uh, I don't think, when you're trotting some of these guys out there that you're trotting out there. The offense at times is just, you're like, wow. Yeah. Especially right. when Yelich is struggling, where yeah. are our runs going to come from? That's the big thing. It was Yelich struggling, but 
now he picks it up. Kesson had it was doing pretty well. I mean, BJ Gamble is in there. BJ yeah. Ben Gamble. Yeah. He's, he's that was another one. one. And that was kind of my point. And BJ, maybe, yeah, yeah you, you can go off on him. But at one point in time, and maybe still, Ben Gamble was uh, touting the highest average, the best stats. He's falling off a little bit now. Yeah. But. So that when your best hitter is Ben Gamble, you know, that doesn't usually equate to a ton of success. But any, any, I, I do, I did like how well he was hitting, but we don't want to rely on that guy for the rest of the year. It was just getting to the point where he goes, Ben Gamble rakes, babe Gamble. And then Sogard Caleb, Sogard gets a knock, Sogard rakes. <laughs> and then it's like, what are we doing? But, <laughs> oh, man, I'm sorry. Sogard and Gamble. Ouch. I'm sorry. Mark Mathias has a chance right now, though. Oh. Two outs in the ninth. Full count to Mathias with a runner on second. Down score. by two. Down, Down by, by two. Four, two. How's it going? Four in one inning. Sorry. But. um, I don't know. I Anything about the Braves, Luke? They're going to figure it out, especially with 16 teams making it. Oh, they're yeah. no, they're going to make they're going to make the playoffs. I think, but like they're not going to make a run for anything just yeah, because the Sor- they literally have one starter. The Soroka yeah. thing is so huge, dude. That guy's so good. Yep. I think they're going to make a yeah. play for. Uh, I think they're going to make a play for either uh, Mike Miner. Well, uh, there's three names that I've heard floating around: Miner, Lynn, or Johnny Cueto, just to try and put some stabilization in the rotation, but they're not going to make any, the Dodgers are, I mean, no one's touched. I don't think anyone's touching the Dodgers at this point. Uh, you know, it can change. Of those three, who do you like the most? Cause I, I think I like Mike Miner. Isn't he, he's left-handed, isn't he? Yeah, but yeah. Miner's dealing with, I guess he's had some fatigue issues and now like he's starting tomorrow versus the Mariners and they said they're limiting him to four innings. Um, I kind of like Lynn the most just because yeah. Lynn's actually kind of, resurrected his career and he's like right. a huge strikeout guy now and was like a top 20 pitcher in baseball last year but i don't know who knows like it the, the interesting thing with major league baseball is like with now the playoffs being expanded to 16 teams our team is going to be willing to get like part with guys because literally bad teams have a chance of making the playoffs and making the playoffs still means something for an organization because people watch the games like they're more in tune if their team has a chance to make the playoffs it's still a big deal so, like, the Rangers are in contention to make the playoffs, and our, yeah. our team's going to part with guys. Sure. And do you yeah. want to pick up a prospect that you can't scout? Like, you can't scout prospects. If the season gets shut down, do teams want to take, like, on financial liability and then have the season shut down and not even actually get, have the guy pitch? There's so many factors that play that I don't know how the trade deadline's going to actually play out, but right, right. it'll be interesting. Well, oh, yeah, so, I mean, I yeah, I, I have a feeling that they will be at, atop the NL East. Uh, and then, you know, Philly and Washington duking it out. I mean, eight teams are making it, so, I mean, those would well, be my three. But I don't, I don't know. Maybe they're not a three-team division if some other – if the West stays the way it is in the NL. I don't well, know. Well, the Rockies, the Rockies yeah. uh, are a player, too. Right. So the one thing about um, Lynn last year, last year Lynn had over 200 innings. Like that's 
Yeah. Really good. Like, yeah. This Dude, guy, with, like, with like 260 strikeouts. Yeah. I believe it could be, it could be lower, but shit. Like, that's, yeah, like, that's a ton for, for a journeyman. Like that. Right, because like I mean, this guy has logged like he'll he, he's he throws a lot of innings, man. Like he's gone over two hundred innings twice in his career, and like he's been in one eighty the year before that. So, like this guy, he's actually low key pretty good. I don't know what happened for him once he got to Texas. He just he had two hundred eight he had two hundred eight innings pitched last year. With two hundred and forty six strikeouts and a three eight four or a three six seven uh, ERA, the yeah. American League. That's like really good. Yeah, it was sixteen right. and eleven on the mound. He's Jeez. he's pretty solid. Um, yeah, so he's factoring in almost every decision too. So he's going deep into games, obviously. With the, and then like that's that's big time. Two years prior to that, he led the league in games started. So this guy, you want us to talk about reliable BJ? This guy's reliable. Yes. <laughs> yes, <Okay>. yes. Um, <laughs> he would be the Brewers number two, and it wouldn't be close. Oh yeah, uh, definitely. Um, I don't know. So we talked Braves, Brewers, reliable pitching staff, and Gamble. How about Joe Kelly? And the Astros were just involved in another. It's Ramon Brewer, uh, Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I want to get on the Joe Kelly situation, dude. Like, yeah. okay, so. Like, John Boy did a breakdown. I just watched it again. So, mainly, Joey Kelly got suspended for eight games. And, like, so, he came into the game. He couldn't, like, he he literally had no idea where it was going. This guy has no idea where it's going. Um, 3-0, then, he's like, after the 3-0 pitch, he threw one, like, behind Bregman. On purpose or not? I don't know. You know. So, he walked him, 3-0. Um, then he gets a ground ball. Fielder's choice. And then somebody from the Astros dugout said, get on the mound, you little effer. Get on the mound, you little fucker. That's, the, that's what they literally said, clear as day, to Joe Kelly. I believe it sounded like Dusty Baker. Right. To me. But carry on, yes. I mean, and D- Dusty Baker would definitely, definitely. drop that. Easily. <laughs> it, was, it was awesome. Uh, carry on. So then after that, so it's run around first. He walks Gurriel on four pitches. Like his fastball, he cannot find it with his fastball. So walks Gurriel on four pitches. Then it, he starts Correa with a slider. Like gets in. Like damn near hits Correa in the head. Then he strikes him out on like all straight sliders. Um, then that's when he's walking out the mound, like John at him and chirping back and forth. Correa, by the way, Correa worst chirper of all time, maybe. Like yeah. he, he, like. In the John Boy video, it said, you struck me out. So what? If I would have hit a homer, I'd be running home right now. It's like, yeah, but you didn't, dude. That's the fucking point. What? Like, what does that even mean? Yeah, that's pretty and bad. Can, and you can very clearly see, like, uh, Joe Kelly go, mm? <laughs> like, that makes no fucking sense, dude. Anyway, like, he get so Joe Kelly spent eight games for not hitting a single batter. That's what it came down to. He didn't hit a single um, batter. He got spent eight games. Well, yeah. we don't even need to bring up the. We don't even need to bring up like the uh, like the elephant in the room that like, all right, none of the Astros players got suspended for this scandal. That's just right. we don't need to talk about that because we we beat that whole conversation up in mm-hmm. one of our previous <laughs> podcasts. But like, yeah, dude, the the thing that pisses me off the most is like, okay, they just got into another brawl with the A's. 
Mm-hmm. And correct me if I'm wrong, I didn't look at the whole thing, but like, didn't the Astros guy hit hit an A's guy? Didn't Astros pitch? Loriano yeah, three Loriano times. Hit three, yeah. Loriano's been hit three times in the series, or got hit three times in that series. Okay, so like, the, so the Astros can, so the, so yeah. Kelly, Kelly doesn't even hit a guy, but then the Astros players, like, apparently can, can hit people. I mean, right. I, I, there's going to be suspensions. I understand there's going to be suspensions, probably, but like, well, probably. I'm not going to hold my breath. But, like, um, how do you just, like, say you can – like, other teams can't hit the Astros, but the Astros can hit other teams, and we'll just, like, speculate on intention. Yep. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like you said, that we have hammered this, uh, how poorly the Astros and I guess the Red Sox have kind of been cleared. It's funny how that happens, but, like, how this is also poorly handled by Major League Baseball and the Astros are getting off, you know, almost scot-free or whatever, $5 million. A.J. Hinch sits out a 16-game season. Um, And now Joe Kelly is serving an eight-game suspension. Um, But to, I don't know, I I mean, Ty, yeah, I think to go back on it, I think it was 3-0 behind Bregman's head. I absolutely think it was intentional, but that's just me. Right. Like, uh, yeah, because it's three zero, and he's just like, dude, I'm just gonna buzz this guy's tower. I don't care. Bregman is, you know, a very uh, polarizing guy. Why not do it? Um, the thing, well, Bregman, then, it's interesting. I was just gonna. I think he feels like he knows that people are gonna do it, and he just took it, kinda. Yeah. Like, he literally just like ducked down, was like, whoa, and just walked. Whereas Correa was opposite because he was like so vocal about like we want it fair and square when. Like the exact opposite of fair square happened, Korea. Right. But continue on your point. No, that no, I you know, joke the 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 number of game suspension is where people are kind of saying, Hey, what the heck? You know, it's equivalent to twenty two in a hundred and sixty game season or hundred and sixty two yeah. game season or whatever it was, some some number like that. You know, and yeah, that's high, I think. Um, but I think, you know, his reaction or his walk off the mound had something to do with it and all that, you know. Uh right. Um, and the fact that it was talked about prior to the season, like if you throw at the Astros, you know, the repercussions will be there. Um, whether you agree with that or not, like, you know, Manfred or whoever the powers that be said, Hey man, if you come after the Astros with intent, you know, we're going to lay the hammer down. And, um, but yeah, I I do agree that he had no idea where it was going. Then he struck Correa out on three slide or seemingly all sliders because that was the only th- thing he could throw for a strike. Right. Uh, and the one that he buzzed his tower with was a slider that I think just got away from him. But you know, it was just like, right. all right, well, I missed, but it was close to you and it scared you, so it was just like a bonus kind of like. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. The other thing that's interesting about the whole thing um, to me is like you said it sounded like Dusty Baker. Like, so we have the manager starting the shit for him. And, like no players. Fall? Wasn't even involved. Was not even involved. And then, like the Loriana one was started by like the bench. A coach like said, "Yep, bring it." Like, dude, what are we doing? Like, yeah, yeah. Is it because the players understand? Like, probably we can't say shit besides Korea, obviously. But the the managers or coaches are like, "Well, what the fuck? I wasn't involved in it, and they're gonna say something to protect their guys." Like, I don't get it. It's weird, and they're starting that shit and. It's just that's weird. Uh, it's bad. It, it I just think the wrong they're. Way is what it does. I think they're just already sick of 
you know, being painted as the cheaters or what have you, but like, that's it, man. You got to wear that. Like the Astros yeah. are going to have to wear that for the rest of, I don't know how long until all of these guys are out of their, you know, out of their system, out of their organization, I should say like Altuve, mm-hmm. Bregman, Correa, Curiel, all those guys, you know, you're like, you're going to have to wear it. It's not going to go away. Ryan Braun still gets booed mm-hmm. by Chicago. I mean, people don't forget. So, uh, you know, they're going to have to do it and they're already sick of it. And it's, you know, it's boiled over into some they things. Don't, they don't forget, especially if you fight here, right. fight it too. Like, that's yeah. the big thing with Braun. And the big thing with the Astros now too, is like, you didn't really accept that's it. A good point, Ty. That's a good yeah. point though. Because like there are some steroid users that are like, actually like now you brought up. There's so many people have done that. that the only yeah. time it's really remembered is when you create a big story about it. If you just accept your punishment, and sit yep. your games, like Nelson Cruz lot, is a big one. People, yeah. A lot of people probably forget like Starling Marte yep. suspended almost the whole year. Oh yeah. Bartolo Colon, lo- very lovable yeah. guy. He was yeah. steroid user. Like D Gordon, you, you know, the list goes on and on. But people uh, just kind of get swept under the rug. You know, Ryan Braun winning an MVP had a lot to do with it. And the way that, that he handled the whole situation was horrible. So, uh, yeah. Um, I did see something on Twitter that I thought was really funny, uh, which, you know, Twitter's kind of back now a little bit with sports gifs and videos and all this. Um, but uh, Joe Kelly, after he chucked it, behind Bregman's head at 95 and he got the ball back from uh, somebody uh, was caught yawning <laughs> just like, <laughs> and like it was a sports writer set like tweeted that GIF and then said, when you're a psychopath and you just threw behind someone's head at 95 miles an hour. And it was just him yawning. And it was, I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and there were a lot of jiffable or gifable moments from that whole thing, it was jiffable. I'm a jiff guy. I mean, I don't Jif. know what we could. Jif. That could be a poll if you want to. But um, I yeah. thought that that was funny. Provided a lot of entertainment. It was also also he like turned around, and goes all right, one down. Let's like twist it. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yep. It's like yeah, we're good. We're good. <laughs> I just almost I could have killed this guy. You know. Oh, he did key game zero fox because yeah. I mean, muff pond scrawls like Joe Kelly might be my favorite player of all time. This yeah. guy is just throwing it heads and he's running yeah. fucks. Yeah, I mean, but. and to like we <laughs> he does not know where it's going, but I and this is again speculation. I think that one at the one at Bregman at least was like, hey, yeah, hey, we didn't forget, man. Like I'm chucking behind your head. And he was he was working on his changeup in the off season yeah. against the giant screen. And yeah. destroyed a window. Yeah, right. So there, <laughs> there's video proof of him having no clue. Yeah. People are like, people are saying like, I don't know. They're saying he missed he did, like a. Yeah, it was a backstop that had that was like. He missed, yeah. yeah, people are saying he basically missed the green monster. Like you're gonna throw at the green yeah. monster, yeah. and he basically missed it from like sixty feet six inches away. And people are saying Joe Kelly is probably playing the long. He like they're joking around. He played the long con there, <laughs> so he. Like he just showed that he has no control, so he can just like try to dot a Astros guy, but still didn't yeah. work. He got suspended for eight games. Yeah, and you know what? He'll be back. 
he'll probably pitch meaningful innings for the Dodgers in the playoffs. And yeah, he'll be psychotic yeah. as ever and be fired up about it too. So, yeah. Um, otherwise, I had we had Cespedes disappearing, but we already kind of talked about it. That's just odd, but also something you would kind of expect from a guy like Jonas Cespedes. Um, I don't know anything else baseball wise. We have we talked about possibly doing the bit the bathroom baseball book trivia. If you want oh to yeah, do that. I, do, or, I, I do have that handy actually. Or if anything has anything burning on their mind, there's we probably missed a lot, but I don't. I think we'll just kind of uh, yeah. tackle stuff as the season goes on. Um, right. Yeah, you know, God willing, and then um, yeah, kind of go from there. There was a lot that we wanted to talk about. I think we got through most of it. Um, yep. and we're kind of we're kind of caught up on stuff that happened over the last couple of months, which is nice. Um, but yeah, we can do, we can do some trivia, get out of here, plan on coming back and getting back to our weekly routine um, and, and go from there. Yeah. But uh, Ty, how do we normally do this? It was like, we picked, we pick, pick an, an odd number. number. Right. Right. An, an odd number. An odd, an odd number. One, one through, hold on. Let me get the final page. One through one Oh five. All right, BJ, you have the honors. Odd number one through 105. Don't screw this up. 87. Jordy Nelson. Jordy Nelson, 87. What about Kumaro? Robert Brooks. That's a 16. That's a 16 tie. Can't do Kumaro. I know. I was just... Okay, so page 87. The title of this page is the 90s. Um, so, but now there's 10 questions on the page. What's his number? What number? One through 10. Um, let's go 87. Let him do seven. So question number seven on page 87 is, do you know the only father and son to each have three Homer games? Do you know the only father and son to each have three Homer games? I'm going to give my guess I right did. away. Well, yeah. Go yeah. ahead, Luke. He chimed in first, though. No, I think I know, but go ahead. I'm not going to change mine based on yours. Promise. I'm just going to guess. I was just going to guess uh, Ripken, but. Okay. I'm guessing Ken Griffey. That was going to be my guess. And his yeah. father. It, they both had to be in the. I guess it doesn't matter what. It doesn't matter. Um, it was Ken Griffey Senior. Yeah. Um, senior in '86 and Junior in 1996. Nice. Didn't Griffey and his dad Homer in the same game? That was yes. Ripken one time. Oh, I thought that was, that was Ripken, Ripken. In, I thought that was Ripken in the All Star game. I'm trying to think. Or was it Griffey? In- I don't know. I thought I thought Griffey and his dad at some point Homer in the same game, and I'm just thinking like. Dude, the number of events that have to go right in your life for this to happen is it's just insane. So yeah, yeah but whatever it was, it's insane. Griffey's so. Griffey's hit back to back home runs in nineteen. See, like the hell, <laughs> Luke, <laughs> Luke. You had you had the chance to sit down and talk with Ken Griffey Jr. Did you? Has this ever been discussed on this podcast? Uh no, but that was uh, quite possibly one of the greatest baseball moments of my life uh just hanging yeah. out with hanging out with griffey and uh talking with him probably for like five hours got to actually like just hang out with him 
no, right. like not he, my uncle, uh, founded a plane company. Griffey has like four of their planes, uh, for my birthday. Griffey was at EAA. We got together, um, uh, having some beers with, uh, Griffey. We're just talking stories. I'm on the back of a golf cart with him asking him questions. And he was like, Oh, so you play baseball. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I play college ball. And he was like, Oh, what do you, uh, you know, what do you, what do you struggle with as a, as a baseball player? And I was like, well, I don't know, probably, probably hitting the ball to the opposite field for power. Like I can pull the ball over the fence, but I can't hit it the other way for power. And he's now Griffey's like imitating swings, like showing me like, you know, Hey, when you hit the ball, when you pull the ball, like you really get your hips coming through. But when you want to hit the ball for power to the other field, like your hips need to come through the same way, you know? And I'm like, I was like, Oh yeah. Thanks. Now I, now I can actually, now I can hit for power to left field. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. You know, Hey, just like the the most vague answer. Well, yeah. Like the sweetest swing in baseball is trying to give you hitting tips. It's like, dude, you're, you had to be sitting there like, thinking like listen you're so good at this like how would you be able to explain it how you do it like and his swing is like no one can well i mean i guess you can imitate it but you can't like do it the way he did it no he's got he's one of the greatest baseball players of all time or the most iconic baseball players of all time is often um touted as having the best the sweetest swing the sweetest swing yeah of all time and you know he's like yeah you just do this and i'm like oh Oh, yeah. Well, I, I didn't think of that. <laughs> I didn't think of that. Just do the know. same thing you did when you're pulling the ball. Yeah, that's yeah, what he basically right. told me. And I was like, <laughs> oh. So, yeah, I haven't I haven't uh, had another lesson with him since. But uh, and that, that's that, still that strategy didn't hasn't paid out. hasn't paid off yet. But, you know, maybe if I had another yeah. session with him, I could figure it out, I guess. Right. Yeah. Pretty pretty fun experience though. Um, well, yeah, talking to the kid. Yeah, um, I got nothing else. I don't think. I don't think I do. Do we want to just quick go around and do some closing uh, thoughts before we log off here? I don't really have too much, but does anyone have any closing thoughts for anyone? Sure. Yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to getting the newest member on here. Uh, I guess I won't spoil it, but he will bring a new perspective in the fact that he is a Minnesota Gopher. So um, it'd be interesting to get a take from him on here once in a while. Uh, but yeah, other than that, um, you know, glad to be back. I've been watching. I might catch flack for this. I don't really care. I've been watching Hamilton on Disney Plus. You guys probably don't know what that is. It's a musical. It's a musical. Yep. I'm addicted. It's kind of soft. Alexander me. Hamilton. Dude, it's it's the truth. Okay, it's the truth. So I might go to fire that one up right now. But yeah, no, it's been it's good to be back. Glad we could get on from in April to August. We took a little bit of the summer break. Took a break. I think necessary. I don't know. We probably would have. Okay. Bored, we probably would have bored people and. We tried to do some creative things at the start and it kind of burned out. Um, I don't know. My closing thought is just, uh, I guess as a, as a podcast 
I would like to, we're going to try and get some, uh, some guests, like uh, get some different people on the podcast, uh, that aren't us or plain average people talking about (laughs) sports, like try and just get some different things rolling, um, on the podcast. Who knows? Maybe, maybe BJ can get, uh, one of the Brewers players there, uh, probably more approachable uh, than, than some, some teams, some of the lower level guys, I don't know, get anyone. We could, we could try and get something cooking, but it'd be kind of fun. Down to earth try to find a nice down to earth guy for yeah. us. Yeah. I think, you know, a couple of those. So they're reliable, reliable down to earth guy, very reliable, nice down to earth guy. I'll try um, to find one, but it'd be kind of fun. Should to be get, easy to get, uh, get some people on the podcast, maybe get some fans. Uh, not that we have, a ton, but, you know, tell your family, tell your friends about the Darby podcast. Good, yeah, no clean, kidding. fun. Well, we're on the Twitter. We're we're rocking uh, the bets. We're back. We're back in action, um, rocking bets. So make sure you head over there and check us out. Yeah, but, uh, right. Either tail or fade us, as you will. Yeah, right, right, now, right now you might want to tail live on. You want to tail live on. Tail live on. Yeah, I'm kind of on it. Kind of on a heater tonight. Uh, well, not. I mean, I wouldn't say heater, but like things are going well right now, especially with the Braves. I bet on them at three and a half. Dart me rode with me tonight. They were uh, they had one one run going to the ninth. All their reserves were in the game down twelve to one, and they put up a, a seven spot in the ninth to, to hit the over for me uh, <laughs> with their reserves. With their reserves, they put up a seven spot, easiest cover of my life. So oh, yeah, never. That's when you know you're hot. Yeah, yeah never, never in doubt. <laughs> um, hit a hit a parlay the other day. Um, yeah, so I guess uh, I don't really have anything else, but yeah. uh, hope to hopefully back soon next week. All right. Thanks for sticking with us, Hacker Nation, through long hiatus. Just looking forward to putting up more bets and at Dart Me Too on Twitter. Uh, follow along with the picks, updated spreadsheets, go along. Might highlight some gamblers of the month gamblers of the week you know stuff of that nature so yeah thanks for sticking with us start me after nation all right sounds good later guys see you guys peace out peace